Abundance of caution. This is abundance of caution. It's abundance of caution. What abundance of caution? What do we do? In WAF, we talk in WAF at abundance of caution. It's a fantasy league. We talk football with 14 dudes at in WAF for abundance of caution. Abundance of caution. It's an abundance of caution. Fantasy football with Will. What up, everybody? It's abundance of caution and abundance of sunshine. I am your host, Will. Uh, this is going to be a joint session. I am joined by Pearl, even though I don't see her. Where did she go? Pearl? Pearl! Somewhere. Uh, I've already had a mimosa. It's 9.45 a.m. I'm now drinking a Bailey's and coffee. I think we're okay. Pearl uh, probably went to join her mother, who I think is sleeping. Tough to say. More than likely sleeping. But she's preggers. It's not going well. Just trying to just trying to get through it, people. Just trying to get through it. Good Lord. Pearl! So anyway, Will and Pearl... We're going to try to do this quickly because I am, oh, there she is. Hey, we are babysitting. I'm babysitting. Uh, probably, uh, look, I, if, if you're going to hire a babysitter, I think it's important that you don't offer the mimosas. But, hey, Pearl, 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 get back. Get back. Ah, she doesn't. She doesn't listen. Either she doesn't listen. I think she listens, but she does not hear. As Coach Thompson used to say, you, no, that's not what he said. He said, you hear but you don't listen. You you hear, but you don't listen. Son, you hear, but you don't listen. Uh, so what we're going to try to do here is do a brief rundown of the week that was and the week that will be. I, I think we have to start, though, with Thursday Night Football. I think we can all agree, right? We're, we're doing the top seven gets the W, bottom seven gets the L. Um, if War Horses starts Dalvin Cook on Thursday, all the drama for this week is gone. It's it's history. It's fin. It's what was I gonna say? I don't. My muscle was talking there. I, I fanatical. I think I was gonna say fanatical, and that is not a word. Fanatical. Let me look it up real quick. What does fanatical mean? I don't even know how to spell fanatical. I wish you could say how do you spell? I mean, Google's pretty good. How do you spell fanatical? Fanatical. Fanatical. How do you? Uh, it didn't like that. Welcome to Fanatical. Uh, we are Fanatical. Fanatical is a company, a global financial market to new heights. And there you go. Send that over to our our financial market guru, James Wheeler. Fanatical. Um, what is? Uh, let's see what Fanatical is. Surely it's got a definition. If there's a company called Fanatical. 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 Yeah. Fanatical. Welcome to Fanatol. Okay. I can't find a, a definition, and I already forgot why I said that word in the first place. Oh, I was talking about if the war horses started Dalvin Cook. And oh, as uh, he he offered some brief, he offered like a brief look into the mind of a workman, which I don't suggest any of us ever try to really dig deep into. Uh, but apparently, I think he knew that he was playing based off of what he said in our group chat. 
but he feels like he should have been resting, I think is what I got from that. But he's, if he's active, you got it. What is the Warhorse's name? Shot one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I suck at CCP, Cons, Dudes, Outlaws, Chubs, Oats, and Shiners. None of those teams are the Warhorses. Am I stupid? What is happening right now? Chubs, Oats, one, two, three, four, five, six. I see seven teams. Oh, there's 14. <laughs> oh, boy. This, is, this may not be a good idea. Um, I should have ate before the mimosa. If you don't eat before mimosa, did you guys see the KD uh, Trey Young uh, tweet last night uh, where KD is like molesting Trey Young and the uh, the person who tweeted is like too many mimosas. <laughs> that was funny. Anyway, oh, rest in peace to uh, to Marius Thomas. Oh man, what a bummer story. Thirty three years old. It's almost crazy to imagine he's not in the NFL and that he was put. Not in a position, but one, he's not in the NFL when Tom fucking Vagina Brady is 44 and still in the NFL. Marius Thomas had some type of seizure. And just, uh, that's a heartbreaking story. 33 years old, way too young. He was so golden in Denver. I mean, everybody's ever, we're ever going to remember the Tebow versus the uh, Steelers overtime play with Demarius Thomas. But then when Peyton came in, Demarius was just a beast, just a beast. Career set cut short to injuries, um, but uh, yeah, that's a sad story. So if you look at the War Horses lineup for what he did on Thursday, one, guys, you got to understand uh, the flex spot. You don't put players in the flex spot on Thursday. It's that's not how you roll. Um, if you're going to start a dude on Thursday, he needs to go in one of either your running back or your wide receiver spot. Flex spot again. I I think I think we don't really understand why it's called the flex spot. It provides you flexibility to mess with your roster, uh, not only by positions, but also by the times of that your players are playing. So it's giving you all this flexibility to do what you need to do in case shit happens um, with your entire roster. And if we ever did the Superflex, come on, people. Uh, if we ever did the Superflex, it even allows, which super, I hope you guys know what super means. It's better than good, and it's greater than it's more wonderful than great. Um, it's up there as far as I think it's above terrific. Like I'm trying to think back to elementary school. Like if somebody like you can do good, like we are, we obviously know the average is at a certain point and then you got good and you got great. Like, uh, I don't know about you guys, but in Sequoia we did, our grades were G's and G pluses. G's were good. G pluses were great. Where was I going? Uh, so average, good, great. And then you got some some words. Let's see. What is better? I'm going to have to Google this. What is better? What is better? Super or terrific? I feel like super is superior, right? Terrific doesn't have. There, there's not a word that says terrificer. But there is a word that says superior. And in the workplace, your boss is your superior, which is letting you know that they're actually better than you. So that's awesome. I think that's great in the workplace, just to be told every day by the title of your boss, who's your superior. Nothing I can do, no matter how hard I work and the time I put in, the extra hours I work there, he's still my superior. Oh, uh, what is better, super or terrific? Uh, I, ooh. Boy, I really, 
I really stumbled on the word terrific there. Uh, one thing I can say is I'm not a terrific speller. <laughs> I should probably go get Pearl real quick. I'm not sure. What's the difference? Uh, oh, outstanding. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Awesome. I'm not going to use that. I think awesome is slang. Mm. Okay. I need something exact here. What's the difference between terrific and great and super? Feel free. Okay. Um, this person says, good job. Awesome job. Good work. You did great. You're doing great. Well done. Nice one. Nice job. Terrific. I don't... There are a lot of expressions you can use. Oh, they're often interchangeable. No, they're not. Uh, they are not interchangeable. If you tell me I did good, would I think I did super? Yeah. Um, that's an... Look, I think we got off the point here. Um, let's go back. So, flex. Uh, Claypool should have been in a wide receiver tight end spot. And then, so, I, I, I'm having a hard time understanding. I think it's fine that you put Madison in the lineup. But only if you're going to put Cook. Once Cook is active, he has to go in your lineup. And I will say uh, transparency here. I think that's the right word. I'm trying to be honest. Um, last week in another league, I have D. Henderson from the Rams. When he was activated active um, I put him in the lineup even though they told me that he was only going to be used in emergency situations but I didn't trust that and I didn't believe it I feel like if you're going to be active you're going to play much like Thursday night with Dalvin but that ended up the report was correct he was not used at all he scored 0.0 points however oh and I should tell you I fucking went off that week I won so it didn't impact me it could have impacted me I have to win out to make the playoffs. I've won four in a row in that league, I think. Um, I'm not logged in, so I'm not going to go there. Pearl has not returned from wherever she's gone. Pretty confident she's with her mother. I feel good. I feel good about that. I feel good. Anyway, Dalvin Cook scored 34.2 points. First uh, NFL back this year to rush for 200 yards. That's pretty sick. Had the best First half of any run back this year. That's pretty sick. Had two rushing touchdowns, 17 receiving yards. Um, it, I mean, this is a pretty easy decision in my in my estimation. Uh, you move Claypool up to wide receiver tight end. You drop pitch. You put Dalvin um, and Madison as your running back spot. You move Monty Montgomery, who's not playing until 8:20 on Sunday. Um, and by by that time, you put Dalvin. In your lineup, it doesn't even matter what Montgomery does at that point, more likely. Uh, I mean, again, there's no drama. Like, Chief James are deflated right now. Right now, they would be deflated. It's like, fuck. We, we were, like, eliminated by halftime of the Thursday night football game without any of our players going. And Chief would, you know, he'd have to focus his efforts on shutting any talk down about rules changes for the future. And I do want to say uh, there's no better time. Uh, then week 14 to discuss week 14 and how we're doing this. A um, couple of firsts here in the league this year. One, we're doing a non-head-to-head matchup uh, for a week, and, and we're in a head-to-head league. So that's historic. Like, well, this is league, this league is 20 years old. We've never done this before. First time ever. So it's good to see how we like that, how we don't like it, pros, cons, positives, negatives. I think those are the same interchangeable words. Um, and then... On top of that, this is the first time we've ever done a week 14 uh, week, I think. Pretty confident. First time we've ever done a week 14. So I think there's no better time than right now to discuss, you know, ideas and pros and cons about what, what we think, how this is going to work. 
And so I offer Poe or Keller an invite if you want to join me on the pod next week. Let's let's discuss what we thought the pros and cons of week 14s were, and let, let's discuss some different ideas. Again, I, the issue I had coming into it, which is why I came up with this idea, was that we have such a perfect schedule as it is, right? We're 14 teams, 13 weeks. We each play each other once. Boom, blam, damn, we're done. But the NFL threw us a really big wrench. I think it's a wrench. Is it a wrench? I think that's what they throw at us when something messes up. I feel like it's a wrench. It's, it's some type of power tool. Well, a wrench is not a power. I think a power tool is when you have to plug it in. Is that right? Not sure. Like you don't have to plug in a chainsaw, right? That's a power tool. That's power. Maybe it just needs to have. Maybe it just needs to make a noise. If you make a noise, you're a power tool. But a saw, a saw does not make a noise, but it does a lot of powerful things. I don't think it's classified as a power tool. A paw is based, a paw, <laughs> hey paw, uh, a saw is basically a uh, weaker, uh, like a saw is like the Chad Morris, where the chainsaw is Sam Pittman, if that makes sense. But a saw does fine, uh, so maybe a saw is not Chad Morris. Um, anyway, uh, and if you look at Kyle Pitts, boy, this is going, oh my God, we're at the 13 minute mark. I have no chance. You know what? I should probably go find Pearl. Let me go find her. Please hold. You can't hold. Um, there's really nothing I can do. I'd like to hit mute or pause, but mute and pause is not an, an option on this free anchor site. Hey, is it not free enough or is it not good enough? That's the question. Kyle Pitts. I don't understand the thought process of keeping Kyle Pitts in your lineup once you see that Dalvin is active. Kyle Pitts, let's look at his game log. Okay, 4.8 last week, 2.612, 2.911, 6 and 10, 6.2 and 9, 1.3 and 8. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yes, I don't understand why you have the need to start a Kyle Pitts in this situation. Week 14 is the playoff situation. You gotta start your best players. Did I finish my Daryl Henderson story? I don't think I did. Oh, I was gonna tell you, it doesn't matter. So anyway, uh, I mean, obviously the War Horses can still get in the playoffs. They're projected right now at 85.66. So they could still get a top seven matchup and ultimately will not matter. But uh, yeah, all drama would be gone at this point. Where do I go from there? Oh, that was a crazy game, by the way. Uh, the Vikings were up 29 to nothing. And the Vikings have done nothing but play one possession games this year. And they decided they just wanted to let the Steelers back into it. So it helped uh, a couple of people out here. It helped me. Um, it helped the Donks. It put the Donks in a good position. Uh, the Donks, uh, I, I think when they were up 29 to nothing, KJ at that point had like maybe two points. He maybe had one reception. For like two yards. I think that's point two points, maybe twenty yards. So he had sixty-two yard touchdown once the Steelers started scoring, and that's what got him to thirty-six, if I recall correctly. Um, and that re- that was a good pickup. I had a waiver claim in for KJ Osborne myself. I definitely would have started him on Thursday night. Um, I started him in two other leagues that I'm in. Um, that, that that gave KJ Osborne fourteen point three points. That helps the Donks get up to a ninety-one point three three total projection for the week. And obviously, he needs to win and get the War Horses to lose. Um, he has the advantage of both the War Horses and the Oats. 
uh, when it comes to a playoff uh, scenario if the Warhorses lose. So that's a good start. Uh, over here on my end, uh, we had a good start. My Steelers guys, man, they just scored nine points. It's fine. It's good. It's no issue. Deontay Johnson, 10.3 points. He had a 10 point for conversion. He did drop a touchdown pass. He had another one go in his hands. I don't call it a drop because it, it would have been really difficult. Uh, Friermuth, man, he had a shot there at the end zone. What a pass from Big Ben. What a pass. Uh, I mean, it was a perfect pass. It was good defense as well. He got blasted by two Vikings. Uh, would have been a difficult catch, but it was in his hands. He's got to catch it. Um, so 32 receiving yards. He's not a yard dude, but he is a touchdown beast. He's basically doing what Kyle Pitts is supposed to be doing. So 9.2 points. And then my boy with two first names, he missed a field goal and he missed an extra point to begin the game, but he still ends up 12 points. Um, so he, he's a beast. He's going to remain a top five kicker for the rest of the season. There's Laney. I'm looking at Friar Moose stats real quick. Um, he had a bad game in week 10, 1.1. Uh, he didn't do much last week, 4.6, but he's had weeks of 10, 7.1, 16.3, 10.4, 8.2. He's been up and down. He's a rookie. That's what they do. Um, but I'll, I'll take, I'll take a 9.2 every fucking week. I'll take a 10. I'll take a 7.1. I'll take anywhere between seven and up. Give me seven and up. That's what I need. That's all I'm looking for. His targets over the last week's. You know, again, they're not high. Three against the Vikings, four versus Baltimore, four versus the Bengals, uh, seven versus the Chargers, which was nice, but he only had 11 yards that week, but one was a touchdown, so you take it. Nine targets versus the Lions, six and seven, so he's doing work. Uh, again, I don't really care if I win or lose. I have no way to project what my matchup's going to be uh, due to how close everybody is right now, but I, could, I think I could be anywhere between the three seed and the seven seed, so... I'm currently uh, projected at 90.7. We got the Cowboys playing on Sunday. We don't know what Tony Pollard's status is. Apparently, he sprained his ankle or he tore his plantar fasciitis um, on his touchdown run Thursday last Thursday night, which is uh, disappointing. Um, but we picked up some other dudes. We got Amir Abdullah. We got um, Jamar Jefferson. Uh, all the Lions running backs are down. We got Jeremy McNichols. So, you know, if we have to put in another running back, we'll stick one of those dudes in. See what happens. Uh, Jamar Jefferson is sick, but I think he would be the start. Uh, not a great matchup there against the Broncos. But, you know, Jamar Jefferson, I had him in college fantasy at Oregon State, and he was a stud. Not saying that that just correlates, obviously, but, yeah, we'll see. We're at the 20-minute mark. We'll just go ahead. We'll keep going. So here's the standings, uh, if you guys haven't figured it out by now. A lot's happening. We got the Flatulence. They have clinched a regular season title. I need to get my iPod, you know, iPad updated, iPad updated uh, to, to signify that the Flatulence have advanced to the Final Four and won a regular season title. It is the first regular season title, so congrats to them. Big ups. Allentown Akbar is doing what they always do. They win nine games, people, every single season. doesn't matter. They're quiet. They have a, a quiet, solid draft. Nobody ever picks them in the top three, and yet they just finish in the top three every single year. Uh, Chub Toads, I fall back, still have a shot. Um, with an Akbar's loss, perhaps, um, and if they can get a win to get that two seed, uh, which could be big. Uh, the Brownies, I'm four and one, by the way, over my last uh, five games. The Brownies are five, have now won five in a row, and they will be starting Taysom Hill probably the rest of the way. Uh, the Warhorses over there have also won four out of five, and then you got teams like the Donks who have lost three in a row. They're, you know, they've just been decimated by injuries. Um, you have the Outlaws over there, who's really, really hurt. And struggling with injuries as well. Um, it's it's tough to imagine the dudes. I feel like the dudes, 
um, were at one time our power ranking number one team, uh, which tells you all you need to know about the power rankings in this league. Uh, but let me look at the what happened to the dudes. We know that Kyler Murray was out for three weeks and he fell apart. Um, let's see here. The dudes at one point, I mean, they never got going. Uh, they, they were two and one, and yeah, I mean that was it. They're they had uh, they won their first two, then they lost three in a row, then they won two in a row, then they lost four in a row, and they just fell apart. But those you know those first weeks, uh, you look at that what first seven weeks, one oh nine, one fifteen, poor week against me. They scored eighty two, uh, barely lost to the Flatulence at ninety three. Uh, got destroyed by the Moonshiners at 90, but then they had 113 and 104, but then the, I mean, the, the bottom just fell out. I mean, look at this. 78, 70, 60, 74. Had a big week versus the Donks to stop that, and then an 87-point week where they just barely lost to the Akbars on Monday Night Football, thanks to Damian Harris, 65-yard touchdown run uh, to, to seal their playoff fate. So uh, the dudes have been a, a tough matchup uh, since they've been in the league. I can't remember if this is year two or year three. I think it's year three. Uh, they've been a formidable opponent, but this year was not their year, five and eight. Uh, we finally got rid of the Moonshiners. Uh, it was another close Monday night football game. They lost to the Hash Brownies. Uh, they had a shot, man. They had a shot, and obviously it, it, it would have been tough for them in week 14 with JT on a bye, um, but they also had one of those seasons. They started out 0-4, and, and that was basically, that was all she wrote. da 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 And that was all she wrote. Uh, 0-4 start, very tough to overcome, uh, and they, they did, they've been, what, 5-3 since then, and they lost to the Hash Brownies by four points, um, they lost to the War Horses by eight points, they lost to the Oats by six points, um, so they were a team that would have been formidable in the playoffs with a healthy JT, Perhaps a healthy Russ Wilson, even though he hadn't come around, and a healthy Mike Williams. So I'm glad to see that they are dead since I'm in the playoffs. Um, another team to look at is the Adams. Um, they just couldn't keep their, their running backs healthy. Uh, DeAndre Swift and uh, uh, Lacaro was a formidable duo, but the, they got hurt, and it just never they never were able to pop back. So, again, they never got a streak going. Uh, you look at their first five weeks, uh, they were they won three in a row after losing their first two. They got uh, they put up 113 versus Donks. They put up 107 versus the Akbars. They put up 132 versus the Silence. I think they were uh, ranked number one after that Silence victory in week five. And then shit just hit the fan. Um, they went, what, two and six the rest of the way. Let's see if they lost any close games. Yeah, they lost to the Dudes by less than two points. But they had some really rough weeks as well. I mean, 57 versus the World Horses, 80 versus the Toads, um, 70 versus the Moonshiner, 71 versus the Flatulence, 76 versus the Outlaws. Yeah, it's just not going to get it done, man. So a promising season, uh, stripped short, if that's the proper term. I don't know if that's the proper term. So here we are, week 14. This is it. We've got the Oats. The dudes, no, the oats, the donks, the horses. That's what it comes down to. All the horses have to do is finish in the top seven. The oats need some help, which is possible, but the, the donks also need the war horses to lose. So, and then we'll see what the seating happens. I don't think there's anything else for me to go into. I, I do want to say that I'm excited by this week 14 
um, schedule that we have. Uh, CBS isn't making it great, uh, which I think is a factor in what we need to look at to next year. And obviously we'll do it with the, uh, the input from the commission as to how big of a headache it is going to be on Monday or Tuesday, I should say. To, to update the standings proper and, and see what all needs to go into it. You know, kind of like the IR, it, it ultimately if the site doesn't allow a setting that we want to be in the league to happen, then more than likely we, we can't really have the setting uh, because we don't want any, any human error or any confusion or any conflicts or any bullshit. And that, that's kind of what the IR provided for us. And so if the CBS website is saying, hey, you guys are a head-to-head -head league. You can only do head-to-head -head matchups. That's the only way we can do the standings. Then we really need to talk and discuss and revisit what we want to do with week 14. And I would hope that the NFL would help us out just a little bit, just a little bit, and not schedule bye weeks for week 14. Because I will say one of the things I was, I was thinking of going into this week uh, for week 14 is that, um, you know, how March Madness does a first four uh, we could say, look, after week 13, we, we have a 13-week regular season. Week 14 begins the playoffs, but it's a first four. All right, so that means the top five seeds are locked in. If you're one of the top five seeds, you're locked into a playoff spot. Uh, flatulence, Akbars, Toads, Power Players, Brownies. Top five seeds, you're good. Week 14, if there's no bye weeks, you can do a six versus nine. And a seven versus eight. And the winners of those matchups would then advance to the second round of the playoffs. So it'd be the first round of the matchup, six versus nine. So Outlaws versus six, seven, eight, nine. Outlaws versus the Oats this week. And then seven versus eight, the Warhorses versus Donks. And then uh, the winner of the six, nine matchup would go up against the three seed. And the winner of the 7-8 matchup would go up against the two seed. So that would be something for me to look into. But that wouldn't be able to be decided until we saw what the NFL schedule release is in April. But I do want people to keep that in mind. Or potential schedule revisit conversation going into the 2022 season. So I think that's all we got. We got the Razorbacks and the Sooners here at 1230. BOK Center, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Rock the BOK. Excited for the matchup. I was, uh, my, my very first crush on a team was the Oklahoma Sooners under Billy Tubb, Stacey King, Raymond Tisdale, Mookie Blaylock. They made it all the way to the national title team. And then they had to play Danny Manning, Kansas team, who I believe they beat three times in the regular season, two times in the regular season. Beat him in the Big 12 championship game. And then Danny Manning and the Jayhawks uh, beat him in the national title game where, like, the Sooners scored, like, 60 points when they were actually, like, 90 for the entire season. Uh, that was also my first heartbreak in sports, I believe. Either that or one of Elway's first Super Bowl trips where he got destroyed. Can't remember which one was my first heartbreak, but they were right there around the same time. And then, obviously, when I moved to Arkansas from Oklahoma, I fell in love with Nolan Richardson and the Razorbacks. And so it's cool to see Oklahoma and Arkansas starting a series. And obviously they're going to be in the same conference here pretty soon. So I'm excited. I hope they keep the game at the BOK Center. I think that'd be great. And it looks like Moser versus Musk could be a great series because they're both very high-energy coaches who love their social media. 
So good luck to everybody week 14. I know the Cowboys play at noon. Let's see what we have here. What's, what's the schedule? Let me look at the power ranking real quick. Uh, the Flatulents are one. Toads are two. The Outlaws are three. The Akbar's four. The Donks, five. The Oats, six. The War Horse is seven. I'm nine. The Brownies are ten. We're both in the playoffs. Mainly due to our points. I'm 12th in points. So the Brownies are 11th in points. But none of that matters. We made it to the playoffs. Um, I think we got some good games. I think we got some good games. I'm trying to think of what the Monday Night Football game is, and I can't recall currently. So let me look. Let's see if it's going to come down to Monday Night Football. The Rams versus the Cardinals. I don't think it's going to come down to that. Let me look at the War Horses, see when they'll be done. War Horses Sunday, Sunday, Chicago and Green Bay on Sunday nights. Sunday, 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 Sunday. So War Horses will be done Sunday night. And then we got the Oats. Sunday, 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 Sunday night, Aaron Jones. And he'll also be done Sunday night. And then let's look at the Donks. Donks does have Daryl Henderson. So he'll have a, a, a number to go after if the War Horses didn't win or if he's on the brink of seven. So we'll see what happens there. The Donks obviously have Daryl Henderson, who I don't see in the lineup currently. So maybe Dunn's playing, but he does have the Rams defense. So I'm excited. See how this looks. Um, provide your feedback on how you like this setup for week 14. See if we keep it, if we go something else. Hope everybody has a good Saturday, good Sunday. Enjoy your week. I miss college football already. This has been Abundance of Sunshine. In caution. With your host, Will. Goodbye. Box wine. Box wine. Box wine.